recently by this truth, and I want to share it with you. Um, it is amazing how quickly things slip away when you're not paying attention. And you can apply that to just about every area of our lives. Um, what made me think about this was observing some people whose relationship had deteriorated out of neglect. And uh, I thought about how many different ways that principle applies in our lives. For instance, if you neglect your finances, guess what happens? If you're not paying attention to where your money's going, guess what? It'll grow wings and fly away, right? If you're not paying attention to your spouse, things will deteriorate, right? What you pay attention to grows in its strength and purpose. That's true. What you neglect fades away in strength and purpose. And so I thought about our spiritual lives, and I wondered how many of you today are in a better position spiritually than you were a year ago. Are you? <laughs> I am too, and I'm encouraged by that. But you know why you're there? Because you paid attention to it. And so as we enter the new year, I'd like for us to consider together what it is that we really want to pay attention to. And of course, the number one thing is I want to pay attention to the Lord. I want to listen to Him. I want to know His will. You know, we were just singing that song, He Leadeth Me. Ooh, I want that. I want his leadership in my life. There are too many things going on for me not to know the leadership of the Lord and his will for my life, for Kay's in my life, our married life, for our family life, and for the life of Eastside Baptist Church. Too many things going on for me not to be paying attention. I have a friend uh, some years ago his wife decided to walk off and leave him. And I was talking to him one day and he happened to be a pastor. And uh, I was talking to him one day and I said, what happened? And he said to me, wasn't paying attention. And it can happen in any relationship. It can ha happen in any aspect of your life. Whatever you're not paying attention to, it's going to fade away. 
And so you have to decide where are you going to give your attention because some of us are giving attention to things that really don't matter. You know? And we need to kind of refocus our attention as we enter the new year. Refocus on what it is that's really important and where do I want to spend my time and my energies and where do I want to invest my life? So as we finish up the last few days of 2015 and consider the new year, I want to share with you one essential step that can ensure greater success, greater growth, and greater impact for the kingdom of God in all of our lives. I do want to welcome the people who have joined us uh, by way of the internet. Thank you for being part of our study today, and thank you for joining us here on the internet, myeastsidebaptist.com. We're grateful for your sharing and listening with us. You should be able to download the same listening guide that we're using right here in the worship center at Eastside Baptist Church in Auburndale. I'd ask you to take your Bibles and turn with me to Joshua chapter 1. What if I could share with you one thing that would ensure your success in the new year? What if I could share that with you? You'd probably want to hear that, wouldn't you? Well, here it is. Unless we carve out time alone with God, we're going to find ourselves running around, busily filling our lives with things that don't matter. Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land where I'm giving to them, which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Joshua's probably sitting back going, Whoa! Didn't know you had that plan for the new year. So here's Joshua's part. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. I want to say this to you. As we enter the new year, it will be required of you to be strong and courageous if you're going to be successful. It will require steps of faith and strength from the Lord and courage in your heart that comes from a relationship with Him. 
It'll require that in the new year if you're going to be successful. Now, if you're satisfied with mediocrity and you're just running around in a treadmill, accomplishing nothing and going nowhere, and you're wasting your time and energies on stuff that doesn't matter, if you're just satisfied with that, then just keep right on. But if you want something more, it will require a step of faith and strength and courage to come from the Lord. Be strong and very courageous, verse 7, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. If you want success, you've got to be in the Word of God. If you want to prosper, you must be in the Word of God. You've got to pay attention to what God is saying. If you neglect what God is saying, you're going to be on a treadmill that's going nowhere. And I know so many people who are just going over the same old things day in and day out. Nothing ever changes. Their lives are just a waste of time. They're not going anywhere. They're not seeking the Lord. They're not worshiping the Lord. They're not honoring the Lord. They're not giving to the Lord. They're not obeying the Lord. They're not following the Lord. They're just going through the motions. Broad is the way that leads to destruction, right? And if you want to be in a broad place, you want to be destroyed like everybody else, just keep on doing that. But if you want something different, something more, it will require you to get into the Word of God and pay attention to what He's saying. Be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Listen, listen to what God said to Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I don't know anybody that doesn't want prosperity and success. Everybody wants that, but not many people want to pay the price to get it. And here's the price. I'll give it to you in a very simple formula. Get into the Word of God. Find out what He says to you and do it. Pay attention to the Lord because He is definitely paying attention to you. He is watching carefully what you're doing and what your priorities are. And if you're not putting Him first, I encourage you in the new year, put Him first. Say, things are going to change around here and it's going to start with me. And I'm going to put Him first and He's going to have my attention. Because when you give attention to the Lord, you can, expect, you can expect success and prosperity. It's right here in the Bible. Can I just share with you, now just, just listen to this for just a second. When you pay attention to the Lord and get into His Word and start listening to Him, paying attention to Him, He's going to bless your socks off and you will be so overwhelmed by His goodness, it'll make you break into tears.
I'm just telling you. You will see his goodness everywhere. If you'll pay attention. How many people in this worship center have ever neglected the word of God in your life? Would you raise your hand? Of course. The rest of you are lying. <laughs> of course we have, haven't we? Of course we've neglected God's word. We've done that in our lives. All of us have. We put him on the back burner and we've thought, okay, well, I'll just kind of get through this on my own. Really? Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If you Google daily quiet time, you will get some of these images. Here's one of them. Start your day off with a healthy, balanced meal of God's Word. Amen. Hey, that is the best, healthiest way to start the new year and start every day. Here's another one. I love this picture. Here, here's a guy, and he's outside, and he's got his Bible open, and he's paying attention. You can see it on his face. And notice that he's outside. Hey, you don't have to have a quiet time in a particular place. You can have a quiet time any place. Here's another one. Why do I like this picture? Here's a guy that's holding the Bible as if it's precious to him. He's got his eyes closed. So what you have is the two elements of a quiet time, Bible reading and prayer. Here's another. I wonder where he learned that. Here's a little boy with his hands folded, his head forward. He's leaning on his hands where did he learn that? Mom and dad. Or grandmother and grandfather. Amen? <laughs> Where do our kids learn the importance of daily time alone with God? Where do they learn that? Where do our kids learn about faith? Where do they learn about the priority of a relationship with God? Where do they learn about God being active in their lives? Where do they learn about giving and serving and forgiving and ministering? And where do they learn that? They better be learning it from mom and dad. They better be learning it from grandma and grandpa. The example that's set. They're paying much more attention to what you do than what you say. Love that picture. Here's another one. You can have a quiet time anywhere. But you see what? This guy so wanted to be outside, but he didn't neglect his Bible. You can do anything and still 
have the Bible as your priority. But when you're not paying attention, things can slip away. All right, another. That's kind of the image I want to keep in my mind for the new year. Hands folded over the Bible, seeking the Lord, asking for His guidance, consulting God. You know, I don't want to make decisions in 2016 without consulting the God who is in charge of everything. I want to seek His will for my life. I don't want to fill my life with things that don't matter. So in your listening guide, we're going to talk about quickly five things that are consequences of neglecting time alone with God. When we're not paying attention, what happens? First of all, we won't see the Lord's hand at work in our lives. If you're not paying attention, you won't see it. It's amazing when you commit your life to Christ and you start seeking His will for your life and you start seeking His Word, you want to hear from Him. It's amazing when you start paying attention to God, all of a sudden He opens your eyes and you can see His fingerprints everywhere. But if you're neglecting, you're not paying attention, you're neglecting time alone with God, time in the Word of God, then all of a sudden you become blind to the movement of the Holy Spirit and the working of God all around you. Joshua was the understudy for one of Israel's greatest leaders. He was young and inexperienced, and he was stepping into some very big shoes. He would have to rely on the Lord for everything. Joshua could have been intimidated by this challenge, but he kept his focus on the Lord. God promised to give him victory in verses 3 and 4. And God promised his presence in verse 5. And God promised success in verses 7 and 8. But Joshua could only claim these promises if he was paying attention to the Word of God. Friend, may I just share with you, God wants you to know His presence. He wants you to know the leadership of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know good success in your life. But if you're not paying attention to Him, you'll not experience those things. We won't see the Lord's hand at work in our lives. Joshua could only claim those promises if he's obedient to the Word. Second thing. This is what happens when we're not paying attention. We will miss out on the life-giving relationship with Christ. We will miss out on the life-giving relationship with Christ. Joshua was given the key to success. Here it is again. Carefully listen to what God says and obey Him. When will I hear God speaking in my life? Where will this occur? In a daily quiet time. Joshua would have to get alone with God. He'd have to get alone 
in the Word. You'd have to shut out all the competing voices and listen to the voice of the Lord. Now friends, all of us have competing voices. We have those things that are clamoring for our attention. It's often other people who want us or need us. And we think, well, I've got to go. I've got to go do this. Well, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should consult the Lord first. There are lots of voices clamoring for our attention. Well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and I have to do this. Friend, listen. Listen carefully. If you're too busy to consult the Lord, you are too busy. And he may have to take away from you something in order to get your attention back. Is everybody listening? He might have to take something away from you in order to get your attention. I want to give him my attention. (laughs) Right now, consistently, I want to give him my attention. Because I've had him take things away from me. Things that I thought I absolutely had to have. Stuff that I just really clung to. And I say, God, I can't live without this. And he pried my fingers open and took it from me. And then he put back in my hands what I'd always been looking for. Friend, when you seek the Lord, you will prosper and have success. When you are paying attention to Him, great things can happen in your life. But if you're neglecting your time with God and you're neglecting your relationship with Him, and if you're just getting busy doing all kinds of other things that you think are important, please pay attention. He may have to take something from you in order to get your attention. I don't want that to happen. I don't think you want it to happen. You know, Jesus said this. My sheep hear my voice. Jesus said this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. If you have your Bibles and you can turn over to John chapter 10, I just want to read some verses for you. John chapter 10, listen to, this is Jesus talking about being the true shepherd. Friends, he's my shepherd, isn't he yours? He's not just my savior, he's my shepherd. He's the one who's guiding and providing. He's the one who's protecting. Amen, I love him. He's my shepherd. I claim him as mine. Listen to this passage where Jesus is talking about his shepherding relationship with us. Verses 3 and 4. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls on his own sheep by name and leads them out. Listen, he has a specific directed plan for your life. He wants you to know it. 
He'll call you by name and lead you out. Lead you out of what? Lead you out of the darkness that you've been in. Lead you out of the bondage you've been in. Lead you out of the sadness you've been in. Lead you out of the defeat that you've been in. He'll lead you right out if you will listen. Pay attention to your shepherd. My sheep know my voice, right? Listen to verse 4. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. When you're paying attention, you will hear the voice of the Spirit of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, calling to you, telling you the way you should walk. When you're paying attention. Continuing on in that chapter, let's just slip down a few verses and look with me at verses 14 to 16. I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and they will be one flock with one shepherd. You know who that's talking about, don't you? That's us. The flock Jesus had was Israel. The other flock is us. Slip down to verse 27, same chapter. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Here's what the Bible says. Here you are in the hand of the Lord. You're either paying attention or you're not, but you are in His hand, friend. And He closes His hand over you and keeps you. You are His forever. Then the Father puts His hand over the Son's hand. Now you're in the Father's hand and you're in the Son's hand and nothing, listen carefully, nothing can touch your life except it first go through Jesus, then through the Father, then and only then can it touch your life if you're paying attention. And if you're paying attention, you will recognize that everything that happens in your life comes from Him. If you're paying attention... If you're not paying attention, then you see things as accidents and misfortune and bad luck and all that other junk. But if you're paying attention, the Father will lead you. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants to protect you and guide you if you're paying attention. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus was talking about relationship. You want to know God's guidance? You want to know His presence? You want to know His will for your life? Then you must spend time alone with Him. Learn to recognize His voice. Listen to His voice as you read the Scriptures. Number three, what happens when you're not paying attention? We will fail to realize 
that God is in control. When you're not paying attention, there will be this growing dependence on yourself and a growing forgetfulness that all we have and all we are comes to us from God. The more you are paying attention to God, the more you'll realize He holds your next breath in His hand. The more you pay attention to God, the more you'll realize He's controlling everything that happens. God reminded Joshua that he was in control. He told him to be courageous three times. Verses 6, 7, and 9. He told him not to be afraid. Friends, listen. If you're given more attention to the world than you are to God, you have reason to be afraid. Fear enters in when you fail to pay attention to the Lord. Fear and discouragement take the place of faith. God said, Joshua, you don't have to be afraid. I'm going to be with you every step of the way. You can trust me. There was a king in Judah, the southern kingdom. His name was Uzziah. He had a great relationship with God, but he let it lapse. He put it on the back burner. He got careless about his spiritual life. And I wanted to share this story. It's a brief story. It's in Second Chronicles. Chapter 26, if you'd like to follow along. Second Chronicles 26. This is about Uzziah, the king of Judah. Now all the people of Judah, this is 20, chapter 26 of Second Chronicles, verse 1. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. Let me just say this, young people. You are never too young to seek the Lord or serve the Lord. Listen, they made Uzziah king at 16 years of age. You are never too young to put the Lord first in your life. You're never too young to commit your life into his hands. You're never too young for that. So he was 16 years old, verse 1. They made him king instead of his father Amaziah, but he built, uh, he built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Boy, I wish they could say that about me when I die. Amen. According to all that his father Amaziah had done, he sought God. Listen to this. He sought God. In the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God, and as long as he had sought the Lord, God had made him prosper. What did it say? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me read that again. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. What, 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 hold on. Let me just read that one more time. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gerbael, and against the Mayonites. Also, the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. His fame spread as far as the entrance of 
Egypt, for he became exceedingly strong. And who made him strong? The Lord did, of course. Uzziah built the towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, the valley gate, the corner buttress of the wall. He fortified them. He was able to do all of this because he was seeking the Lord. He built towers in the desert. He dug many wells. He had much livestock, both in the lowlands and the plains. He also had farmers and vine dressers in the mountains in Carmel, where he loved the soil. Moreover, Uzziah, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies according to the number on their roll, as prepared by Jael the scribe and Messiah the officer under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The total number of chief officers of the mighty men of valor was 2,600. Under their authority was an army of 307,500. And they made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy, and God made him prosper because he saw him. Listen, then Uzziah prepared for them, for the entire army, shields and spears and helmets and body armor and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem invented by skillful men to be on the tower. You see, all this progress, all this prosperity came to him because he was seeking the Lord. Now listen, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. You might just say it this way, and Uzziah stopped paying attention to God. It's the sad thing that happens when everything is going good in our lives, we tend to not pay attention to God. Everything's just fine. My health is good. I got money in the bank. I'm driving a nice car. I got a good house. I got a good job. Everything's good. I don't need the Lord. Oh, I'll still go to church because that's where I should be. But I'm not seeking God on a daily basis, getting alone in His Word, realizing that the only one who makes me prosper is God. So Uzziah was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense before the altar. In other words, his personal devotion to Christ degenerated into a religious routine. Did everybody get that? Personal devotion to Christ that degenerates into religious routine is a direct result of not paying attention to the Lord. God deliver us from empty religious routine. This growing pride led to an embarrassing downfall. He began as a hero and he ended up a fool. The difference can be seen in one word. He was unfaithful. Uzziah neglected the word of God. He neglected to seek the Lord in prayer. He neglected to obey what he knew to be God's will. And he suffered for it. Here's number four. When you're not paying attention. We will begin to think we can live life apart from God. When we let our spiritual center 
fall into disrepair, we lose the conscious awareness that God is awesome and we are His children. When we forget the greatness of God and the unique relationship that He has with us, we begin making the same mistakes as the prodigal in Luke chapter 15. That prodigal son lived in the presence of the Father, and yet he thought he could get his needs met better by living life on his own terms. You think you've got a better plan than the Almighty? You really think you have it figured out and you don't need God? Really? Hey, hey, God's blessing me. I'll just take all these blessings and I'll go do whatever I want to do. Just like the prodigal son. And where did he end up? Yeah. When you're not paying attention to the Father, you will lie down with pigs. We lose that conscious awareness that God has everything. He is the one who's in control. He's the one who's guiding and providing. He's my very life. The outcome was the same as everybody else who decides to live life apart from daily dependence on God. We end up with a series of disastrous decisions that have extremely painful consequences. Number five, when you're not paying attention, we lose the capacity to handle the crises moments of life with grace. Job was such a man. The reason he was able to handle the extreme crisis that hit his life was that he had cultivated a relationship with God through the good days. The Bible says he was noble and upright and he sought the Lord daily. It says he would offer sacrifices. Now he did all of this while God was prospering him. While he had more flocks and more children and more riches than anybody else. And he sought the Lord. Why? Because he knew that everything that came to him came to him from the Lord. Listen, friend, everything you have belongs to the Lord, including your life. It's on loan to you from him. Everything you have comes to you from the Lord. And the sooner you recognize that and start paying attention, the better off you're going to be. But if you neglect that, you think this is your life and you can do what you want to do. You can live life apart from God. He will allow you to do that. But friend, you're going to end up in a pig pen. I promise you that. Seeking the Lord. Putting Him first. Committing your life to Him. Realizing, listen, everything I have is in His hand. He can take it all in a minute. Imagine the lady you heard about on the news. 
Christmas night. She woke up. Everything in her house was gone. Tornado. Then the other lady, whose house caught on fire, everything she had was burned up. Friend, listen carefully. You don't want God to have to burn up all your things so he can get your heart back. Got real quiet in here, didn't it? Paying attention to the Lord. Here's the great thing about the God we serve. If you've neglected your relationship with Him, all you have to do is turn back toward Him. And He welcomes you with open arms and forgiveness and grace, and He says, come on, let's go. Let's move forward together. He's not examining your past and saying, ah, you messed up here, you messed up there. You know what? He already paid for that at the cross of Jesus Christ. You know what he's doing? He's saying, please, would you just pay attention to me? I have your best interest at heart. I love you more than anybody. I will prosper your life. I will make you successful. I'll give you meaning and purpose and direction. I'll give you eternal life. What more do you want? Why would you settle for cheap things that are going to burn up anyway? When you could have the Lord of glory, the Lord of life. You're neglecting your relationship with God and the crisis hits you because you haven't cultivated that relationship with God. You don't know where to turn. When you're in a relationship with God and you've cultivated that on a daily basis, you've been talking to Him every day and the crisis hits your life, you know exactly where to turn. Why? Because you've been turning there every day of your life. It's so sad to watch people who've not been paying attention to the Lord and then the crisis hits. Oh, friend, listen. If you're not in a crisis, just hold on. It's coming. You will be in a crisis. The question is, where are you going to turn? Job knew where to turn. Everything wiped out. In a matter of hours, everything he'd worked all of his life for was gone. Where did he turn? To the same God he'd been turning to every day of his life. And God not only got him through that crisis by grace, but he restored twofold, tenfold, twentyfold, a hundredfold. He just restored everything. And the Bible tells us that the last days of Job's life were better than the first days. God will prosper you. He'll give you good success. But you must pay attention. You must pay attention to Him. When the bad days came, Job was able to turn to the quiet place of grace and find the strength to face the pain. What about you? What's it going to take to get your attention in 2016? Will it require an experience of personal suffering? That's what history seems to say to us. 
Those people who are under the greatest pressure seek the Lord. Why? Because there's nothing else that really matters. When God takes away all those things that glitter and glow, you realize the only thing that matters is a relationship with Him. So I'm going to ask you today, as we close this worship service, would you make a commitment to get into the Bible in 2016? Start reading it every day, listening for the voice of the shepherd, the one who loves you and cares about you and wants to give you direction and protection and provision. The one who wants you to know His forgiveness and experience His grace and walk in His love. That's the one. He's the Lord. Would you be willing to make that commitment to spend daily time alone with God? Make that commitment in the coming year? Be willing to make that commitment? Would you stand with me, please, and let's pray together.